epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Welcome back to March Madness 365. I'm your host, Andy Katz. Well... Over the summer, two of the biggest names that made a decision were Jalen Duran and Imani Bates. They decided to go to Memphis. They're both freshmen. And we'll talk about freshmen throughout the course of this season like we did a year ago. Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, Paolo Benchero from Duke, and probably many others. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to look at my top 25 returning players in men's college basketball. These are players that went through the pandemic last season, dealt with all the protocols. There was isolation. There was contact tracing. There was COVID. Some returned to the same school. Others went through the NBA draft process, went somewhere else, and others just transferred. But they're all going to have a major impact on college basketball this season. I think because of name, image, and likeness, a number of them stayed. Because of the NBA draft process being later, a number of them stayed. And I think we're in for a tremendous season where I hope we will have packed houses. I know it's an indoor sport. We're seeing it in college football now outside, 80,000 plus. We hope we can see... You know, 20,000 where it fits inside some of these arenas. Hopefully everyone gets vaccinated. Players have to. It's not mandated, but clearly their lives would be different if they're unvaccinated. Vaccinated are not going to have to go through the same testing protocols. Obviously, on these campuses, majority of them, they're masking here early in the fall semester in class, not outside, and certainly not while they are competing. So life can be much different if you're vaccinated versus unvaccinated, let alone a healthier existence. So please, everyone get vaccinated so that we can continue to move on with life. So let's get to my top 25 returning players in men's college basketball. Let's start ranking 25 to 21. Andy Katz, that guy will rank his wife's dinners. He'll rank anything. Let's start at number 25. Tyson Etienne from Wichita State. He was the co-AAC player of the year last season. He'll be one of the best again in that conference. At number 24, Matt Bradley from San Diego State. He was dropping threes for Cal. He'll do the same for the Aztecs. At number 23, Armando Baycott from North Carolina. Hubert Davis starts his head coaching career with a big time big. At number 22, Julian Champagny from St. John's. If the Red Storm were to compete in the Big East, it will be because of Champagny. At number 21, Scotty Pippen Jr. from Vanderbilt. A stat stuffer for Jerry Stackhouse. He'll do it again in Nashville. And now, ranking 20 to 16. At number 20, 
Chris Likes from Arkansas, formerly of Miami, a little under the radar down in South Florida. He will shine in Fayetteville as one of the best guards in the country. And number 19, Kellen Grady from Kentucky. Talked a lot about him at Davidson as a big-time scorer. He'll do just that for the Wildcats. And number 18, Kevin O'Banner from Texas Tech. One of the better stories in the NCAA tournament, leading Oral Roberts on a great run. Now transfers to play for Mark Adams. He'll score all over the floor for the Red Raiders. And number 17, Travion Williams from Purdue. Undervalued at times, a little bit overshadowed. He's going to have a big-time season for Matt Painter in West Lafayette. Number 16, Xavier Wheeler from Kentucky now. He was dropping dimes for Tom Crean in Georgia. He's going to do the same for Kentucky and John Calipari in Lexington. And up next, Garrison Brooks. A conversation with the former Tar Heel now playing for his father and assistant coach to Ben Howland at Mississippi State. One of the best players in the ACC. Certainly will be one of the best in the SEC. For years, I've interviewed Garrison, and I've said North Carolina. This time, he joins his father down on Mississippi State's campus there on the staff. Garrison, two questions. One, why'd you decide to not go through with the NBA draft? And then two, on the back end, why Mississippi State and not back to Carolina? Like, it was just another opportunity to get better as a basketball player. And then it hurts to, to use it at the end college, especially being that I just turned 22, somewhat young as a graduate senior now. And I think it's just a great opportunity I got because of COVID. And I decided to use it at Mississippi State, not only because it's a great opportunity here, it's an opportunity in the program to be really good this year with the returning pieces and the pieces that we added through the transfer portal. And I think Coach Howell's a great coach. It's close to home. This is also great. I think another reason would be Coach Brooks. I mean, but... If we worked a little harder, we could be really good. We'll see how it goes. So, look, you had a great career at North Carolina. You had plenty of accolades in the ACC. I mean, how would you assess your time in Chapel Hill? I would say it's productive. I worked really hard. I, I achieved a lot of things as far as, like, personally myself. We got a chance to win a lot of games. It was a lot of fun. I earned a degree, which is just a monumental thing for me and my family. But I think it was a great time there just to tool it off. Roy Williams retires. Your thoughts on his legendary Hall of Fame career? Right. I mean, it's very shocking that it happened. I'm still very shocked by it. Like, the greatest head coach of all time, in my opinion, because, I mean, he won three national championships, a ton of Final Fours at Kansas and at UNC. All of his players love him to death, would run through a wall for him. So I think that's something that, that goes to, to why he's the greatest coach of all time. Hubert Davis moves one seat over. I thought that you would obviously have a good perspective on how ready he is for taking over one of the best jobs in America. Could have been a better guy, paid for the job. I think that's something that he had already been prepared for. And I think it's something, somebody that loves Chapelino so much and it holds a dear spot to him. So he's going to be very successful. So I've got you as one of my top 25 returning players in college basketball, which I think is well-deserved. But to do that, you obviously have to be productive. In what way do you think you can be as productive in the SEC as you work in the ACC? Expanding my game still, being able to guard people out on the perimeter, being able to be one of the best defenders on my team. Also, just being able to stretch the floor, being able to shoot the three, and just being a leader. I think that's something that goes into account of being top 25 players returning to college basketball, being a leader on and off the floor. All right, help me out. I'm not there. Uh, Mississippi State's going to be one of those teams, I think, kind of like last year, the way Alabama and Arkansas rose up and were basically kind of the kings of the SEC, taking that away from Kentucky and Tennessee. This year, Mississippi State could be that team, like Alabama and Arkansas of a year ago. What are you seeing on the practice court that might indicate that that could happen? 
A lot of hardworking guys. Of course, we don't get a lot of media attention here, and that's fine. I think it's one of the better things here. You don't have to worry about as much outside voices other than what's going on in our locker room. So it's a really great opportunity for us. But I think we're very talented, very hardworking. So I think that shows in our favor. Right, before I let you go, give me some names. I'm not there. You tell me who's playing well. Yeah, you are not here. We got obviously Molden not returning. He's going to be one of the top of these scores at SEC. Tolu Smith probably going to take the rebound to King again. Derek Found is going to be a very improved player from year one to year two because he was so young, so skilled, has a lot off to the game. We also had B.J. Jeff, who has everything in his bag. This one and three man. We have Rocket Watts. We have Shaquille Moore, who are both great combo guards that can score off the bounce and shoot it well right now. I mean, I think that's something, something we have really good going for us. We also got J.D. Davis as a big coming off. Probably going to might come off the bench. He's going to be really good. He can score in multiple ways, defend well, and very experienced. They've got a leader in you as well, certainly, that can play multiple positions on the floor. Uh, Garrison, appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you down in Starkville. Thank you. Let's continue the rankings from 15 to 11. And number 15, Garrison Brooks, now of Mississippi State. One of the best bigs in the ACC at North Carolina. He'll be one of the best bigs in the SEC for the Bulldogs. At number 14, Andrew Jones from Texas. One of the best stories in college basketball. Had cancer, has recovered, became a big-time scorer in the Big 12 again. He's healthy. He's going to have a breakout season yet again for Chris Beard. At number 13, Colin Gillespie from Villanova. One of the best guards in the country before he got hurt last season. Couldn't play in the NCAA tournament. He's back with a chance to lead Villanova to yet another Big East title. At number 12, Remy Martin, now of Kansas, formerly of Arizona State. Flirted with the NBA draft, could be the missing piece for the Jayhawks as an exceptional lead guard in the Big 12. At number 11, Max Aismas from Oral Roberts. Best score in the country last season. Great run in the NCAA tournament. He's back for more this season. And up next, Buddy Beheim from Syracuse. Playing for his father, Jim, and his brother now, Jimmy, will be a teammate. Transferred over from Cornell. Cornell didn't play last season, so you can hear it in Buddy's voice how excited he is about playing for his father yet again, and now with his brother. One of my top 25 returning players, one of my top 10 returning players in college basketball. Buddy, first off, you had options. Why'd you decide to come back? Just feels right. Just being here, uh, dreaming about playing here my whole life. Uh, I never thought about playing at the next level really ever. I just wanted to play at Syracuse. So it was simple for me to come back, having my brother here now, especially it was even a bonus. So I've, I love Syracuse. Uh, I, I don't picture myself leaving, especially after last year. I can't leave before my senior year. So I'm just really excited for next year. We have a great group of guys, a really special group, and looking forward to build off what we did last year at the end of the year. So at what point did you figure out that uh, your brother Jim was, you know, thinking about leaving Cornell and coming to Syracuse? Pretty early on, I think. I think once their season was canceled and he was kind of around the house hanging out for a month or two, like uh, middle of the season, my mom and dad were, were talking about it at night and I'd overhear them talking saying, yeah, Jimmy's probably going to end up here next year because he had teammates that were going to transfer no matter what, seniors that were going to leave and try to go somewhere else for a fifth year. So it kind of worked out perfectly. We know how good of a player he is and he didn't get a showcase that last year without their season, but we know he would help us and, uh, I had a good feeling right away that he was going to end up here. 
you had quite a run latter part of the season in the ACC and then into the NCAA tournament with another deep run for Syracuse. I, I mean, how would you describe, you know, how hot you were feeling from three? It was a really fun run. It was a special run, one I'll never forget. Just working out every day, staying patient, having my ups and downs, but getting into a stride, playing more games, not having to worry about pauses really was big for me, knowing we were going to play games, so a lot of games uh, continuously, and uh, that helped my confidence a lot, just seeing a couple go down early on, but just getting into rhythm, letting game by game go by, shot by shot, not worrying about misses, and once tournament play hit, uh, I felt like, any open luck I got was going to go in and my teammates helped me just get good luck and made it easy for me. So they were always believing in me. And when everyone believes in you, it's hard to not have confidence and believe that every shot's going in. So look, we all know you can make shots from all over the court. What aspect of your game do you think we're going to see that you've improved upon? Just uh, continuing to get better overall as a player, not only as a shooter, but being more aggressive, getting to the free throw line is something I'm really trying to emphasize, using my pump fake and using my shooting ability to create and create for others, making plays and just becoming an overall better player, trying to be quicker, faster. And this is the hardest working group I've been a part of. So that just makes it even more fun. And I can't wait for next year, just continuing to get better. And uh, this season is going to be a lot of fun. So look, you grew up around the program. You spent your whole life there, obviously. So you've seen the Dome packed. Last year, it was not. I mean, you could probably hear the ball bounces and, you know, sneakers squeaking and everything. What's it going to mean to have fans back in that building? It's going to mean everything. I think the biggest thing we were missing last year were our fans. Obviously, I knew they were watching every game. We were the best fans in the country, but just not having them there celebrating wins with us. Uh, we had a great record at home, and just not being able to share those big wins with them was definitely the toughest part of the season, I'd say. And I already know that uh, when the first game comes around, it doesn't matter who it's against. If it's an exhibition game, whatever it is, there's going to be 20, 25,000 there because they just... They love Syracuse basketball, and that means everything to us. So we know that they're going to be there, and that's motivating us even more going into this season. So how has life also changed with NIL uh, at the same time coming into this new year? It's been crazy. It's been a crazy past couple months just talking to companies, seeing what I want to do, doing some things here and there, some fun commercials, whatever it may be. But just making sure I'm not too stressed about it, focusing on basketball always and letting other people I trust deal with it and people that are in that field deal with it. So that's helped me a lot. And just doing things that I think are fun with good people and uh, having fun doing it. Something that's going to put a smile on someone's face and uh, just uh, doing the best to promote myself and show who I am. All right. Last thing, last couple of years, uh, it seems like it just takes a while for this team to get going. And then they go on these runs, bubble, and they're in. And um, what what's going to change so that you guys don't put yourselves in that stressful situation in February? Just being ready from the start. I think uh, having a tough schedule early on really will help us this year playing in Atlantis, playing against Villanova in the Garden. Just having games from the jump that are going to be tough. We realize that right away. And uh, just knowing that we can't wait till conference player end of the year to turn it on we have to from the start get big wins and I think our goal is throughout the years is to be top 25 throughout the whole season and be consistent so that will help us even more going into postseason play so just having that energy and uh, mindset right now as we work as we practice and get into practice that hey, as it starts right now we need to be ready from the jump so I think this group's as focused as I've ever been a part of so that's really exciting and uh, we, we're all we're all ready and focused every day. Appreciate it, buddy. Buddy Beheim, one of our top 25 returning players in college basketball. Thanks for having me.
And now ranking 10 to 6 in my returning players in men's college basketball. At number 10, Jaime Jaquez from UCLA. Gets overshadowed a little with the Bruins, but he's a scorer. He's a baller. He's a winner. At number nine, Buddy Beheim from Syracuse. We saw what he could do. He makes shots, big threes, led the Orange deep in the NCAA tournament. He could do the same again this season. At number eight, Jaden Ivey from Purdue. Arguably maybe the best player on the gold medal USA U19 team that won it in Latvia. He could be one of the best players in the Big Ten for Purdue. At number seven, EJ Liddell from Ohio State. Overshadowed in the Big Ten, and yet he is one of the best bigs in the Big Ten as he could lead the Ohio State to a potential Big Ten title. At number six, Marcus Carr, now of Texas. Big shot maker at Minnesota, closer. He could be that missing piece for Chris Beard at Texas to lead the Longhorns to the Final Four. And joining me will be Marcus Carr, formerly of Minnesota, now with Texas. For years, I've said Marcus Carr from Minnesota. Uh, Marcus, how'd this happen? How'd you get to Austin? Throughout me going through the draft process and deciding whether I was going to come back to school, I really just you know got the chance to build a good relationship with Coach Beard um, and and the rest of the staff and as well as the players. Um, and you know, I just decided that this was definitely the place for me. Not only to you know get better, but you know for our goal that we were kind of commonly aligned. And, you know, we want to go out there and cut the nets down on Monday night. So you had a decision to make because you could essentially make the argument you were done with college. You had great success at Minnesota. You'd been in the NCAA tournament. I know last season did not go the way you wanted or the school, uh, but you decided not to stay in the NBA draft or try to become a professional somewhere in the globe. What went into that part of the decision? You know, just going through the process, getting the feedback. I felt like, you know, not just, you know, necessarily winning, but there's definitely some things that I felt that I could, you know, get better at and kind of put myself in a better position. And, you know, kind of like I said, I built a good relationship with Coach Beard and he kind of understood, you know, what I was going through throughout the process. And he kind of, you know, just expressed to me, you know, the job he's done with past players, one-year guys, kind of developing them quickly and getting them ready for that next stage. And, you know, our goals really align. So, um, you know, I really decided that, you know, Texas was the next best place for me and I'm just excited to be here. So you're going from the Big Ten to the Big 12. uh, And I think, Arguably, they've been the two best leagues uh, over the last five years, uh, certainly the last two years. What do you expect that you're going to face gaming, you know, night in, night out in the Big 12? You know, I definitely think, you know, being in the Big 10 prepared me a little bit for um, what I'm going to go up against in the Big 12. Just, you know, being a dogfight every single night, you know, every single team is, is going to be a challenge every single night. You can't really take a night off. So I'm looking forward to that challenge, honestly, as a competitor and, you know, the opportunity to just get better you know, night in and night out, no matter who we play. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a blessing to be able to play the best of the best. And hopefully that prepares us down the road for what we're trying to do. So, Marcus, you're going to play next to one of my favorite players in college basketball, Andrew Jones. Everything he've, he's gone through to get to this point is remarkable. I think he's ready for a bust out year even more. What have you been able to learn about him and maybe even just in this brief time, work with him to build some of that chemistry? Andrew's an amazing dude. And, you know, obviously I was aware of his story, you know, well before I came here and, you know, was just, you know, blown away by it, impressed by it, you know, for a guy to, you know, have that fight, not only just to fight back from what he fought back from, but to come back on the court and, you know, 
come back and play at a high level and, and be an all-conference guy. So, you know, my respect for Andrew is, is, is through the roof. And, you know, in coming here, he was a guy that, you know, accepted me with open arms just like everybody else did and kind of, you know, made me feel at home early and, and just let me know that, you know, he was going to ride with me and, you know, he kind of liked the player I was and thought we could, we could do some big things together. So, you know, getting the chance to play along Andrew is going to be great. Kind of like I said, I, I respect him a whole lot, um, not just from on the court, but from off the court as well. And, you know, I'm looking forward to playing with him for sure. So another big responsibility you're going to have is to blend all these transfers. I mean, they all come in with great reps. Trey Mitchell from UMass. Devin Askew from Kentucky, Timmy Allen from Utah. Obviously, you know, you come in with a great rip. How are you going to blend all these guys together to make sure you've got a team that can compete for the national championship? Well, I think, you know, you know, we're all veteran guys. Kind of like you said, we kind of all established ourselves in our respective careers and, you know, we're really coming here trying to connect for one common goal. So, you know, everybody has the same mentality. Everybody has the same goal. We're all aligned, you know, from Coach Beard down to every single player on the roster. We all know what our goal is. So, you know, that kind of makes it a, a lot easier. And, you know, yeah, we are a bunch of guys who, who haven't played with each other before besides, you know, the four guys who stayed. But, the fact that we're aligned and we all have that common goal in mind, it, it really makes things a lot easier and a lot smoother. It's made this transition really great. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I like coming out here every day and competing with these guys because, like I said, we all have that common goal in mind and that's the only thing we're focused on. Marcus, you are one of my top 25 returning players in college basketball. You were a great closer in Minnesota, hit big shots, had great range. Uh, so the game was pretty good for you. Uh, what do you need to do, though, this season to take your game to that next level? I think first things first, I just want to be, you know, a hawk on the other side of the ball. I think, you know, I've kind of been labeled as, you know, a scorer and in that sense. And, you know, it's kind of funny to me because I've always kind of considered myself someone who, you know, I, I really just enjoy passing the ball. I love seeing my teammates, you know, have success. I love setting them up for success. So that's always kind of been, you know, my main thing as a player and just kind of scored out of necessity. But I definitely want to, you know, be a hawk on the other side of the ball, be a first team all defensive guy and um, really just affect that side of the ball a lot more coming in. And then, you know, definitely be a distributor, keep being a distributor, you know, that I am and, you know, get these guys involved and have everybody feeling good. Because like I said, you know, I just love getting my teammates involved and playing that way. And I think, you know, the way we're going to play is, is, is going to be really easy to do that. And we're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, just the pace that we're going to play, the way that, that we move it, the way that we share, we're going to be a fun team to watch. So, um, yeah, like I said, just, you know, just being a hawk on the defensive end and then, you know, getting my teammates involved. Well, I appreciate it, Marcus. Look forward to seeing you in a Texas uniform this season. I got to get used to that. And now it's time to rank from five to one. At number five, Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana. Came back to play for Mike Woodson. Could be the Big Ten Player of the Year. He is a big-time talent in Bloomington. At number four, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. Had a fantastic freshman season, came sort of a little bit out of nowhere, dominated at times his position, has returned for his sophomore season as one of the best bigs in the country. At number three, Kofi Coburn from Illinois. Flirted with the NBA, dabbled a little in the transfer portal, but he's back playing for the Illini. He's going to be absolutely movable in the post, has a chance to lead Illinois deeper in the NCAA tournament and possibly a Big Ten title. At number two, Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. A lot more responsibility this season without Corey Kispert, but he can handle it. He'll be one of the best bigs in the country for a top five team out of Spokane. And at number one, Johnny Juzang from UCLA. What a marvelous run he had. 
leading the Bruins to the national semifinal, just within a whisker of getting to the national championship game. Great run in March. He's better. He's stronger. He's more focused. Look for him throughout the course of this year for UCLA as one of the best players in the country. So that's my top 25 returning players in men's college basketball this season. And joining me, Illinois' Kofi Coburn. Certainly was one of the hot topics this summer. What would Kofi do? Everyone assumed he would stay in the NBA draft. Then when he withdrew, transfer portal, was he going to follow Orlando Antigua, the assistant from Illinois to Kentucky? Mm-mm. He's back playing for Brad Underwood in Illinois. Kofi, your decision process certainly was one of the most intriguing of anyone in all of the NBA draft transfer portal process. Um, what went into that decision, A, to withdraw from the NBA draft, and then B, return to Illinois? I mean, there was a lot of factors that played into it. You know, um, NIL being one of the major parts, um, you know, like last year or before, um, college players weren't able to make any money off their name, image, and likeness. And, you know, that new rule coming in on July 1st, it was a big difference, you know, a big difference maker with, like, it's like kids' mindset these days, you know, about, like, college and how they view, like, you know, going pro. Definitely a major um, factor. Um, another factor was just, like, I put in so much work in my game, man, and so much, like, you know, in my body and over the years. Like, I just didn't want to settle for, like, basically what I was hearing. You know, I felt like I should give myself a chance to come back and, you know, work on my game a little bit better and put myself in a better situation next year. And as for Illinois, um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, it just felt like Coach Underwood and the staff and your returning teammates had invested so much in you as well and that familiarity that once you make that decision to return back to college, the decision of, you know, do I go somewhere else? Do I start from ground zero with people? I mean, what went into that of deciding, you know what, I think I'm better served if I come back and be with the people that know me the most? I just look at the progress, you know, like, like Coach Underwood, he mentioned so much time in me and, and I into this program, you know. He helped me out so much in, in, in many different ways on and off the court. With this maturity and just like making sure that I develop a, a, a different mindset, you know, more professional mindset. And, you know, I just felt like I needed to like, you know, like put myself in a situation where I could like think like legacy. You get what I'm saying? Like I've done so much here at Illinois and I love Illinois so much. And Illinois has shown me so much love over the past two years. You know, just coming here from where I came, you know. Went to high school in New York, came from Jamaica, came here to give me a chance to come to school here. I came here, you know, and helped turn this program around. And I felt like the best thing for me to do was help, was, was continue to help in making it a better program. I was thinking about, like, what better program to, you know, to go back and continue my legacy and finish my legacy, you know what I'm saying? Coach N.T., well, like I said, you know, he definitely played a huge factor in my decision. Like, he basically told me to go how I feel, you know, and trust myself to make the right decision. Now, the players coming back, Georgie gone, Io gone. You know, Adam Miller gone, uh, but Corbello, Frazier, Williams joining you in terms of that core group from a year ago that had such a great season. What do you anticipate it looking like? And you're obviously starting to practice now. A lot of depth, man. A lot of depth. You know, like last year, I felt like we was a really talented team, but I feel like this year we're a deeper team, you know, in case of like this, like talented dudes are going to come on, um, you know, do what they need to do, both defensively and offensively. I think we have a lot of, like, great wings, you know, Austin Hutchinson, you know, Jacob, um, Demonte Williams, um, Luke, you know, all the freshmen, RJ. So I feel like we have a really, really deep team right now where no matter what group of guys are on the court, we're all going to compete at a really high level. And that's the, I think that's the most important factor of this team. The stinging of that loss to Chicago, how much does that stick with you? It's going to stick with me forever, man. Like, at least until 
I won a national championship. You know, like it's my biggest motivation right now. You know, like coming back to school, knowing that I'm going to be back, right back at that spot um, this year or next year, and you know, just making sure that you know these guys are on the right page. You know, make sure that we don't make that same mistake. You know, where we go out there, we don't you know finna get the job done. You get what I'm saying? So that's definitely going to stick with me. It's going to be my motivation right now. It's going to inspire me to come out here every day, work with these guys, and make sure that everybody's on the same page. And what aspect of your game do you think you will improve the most that will make you even more draftable at a higher level in 22? Um, definitely my free throw arm shooting, like my passing ability, you know, ability to play the short role. So those three um, areas are, are, my, are my main like focus right now. And obviously my, my showing my touch around the 17 feet. Appreciate it, Kofi. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. And that'll wrap up this edition of March Madness 365. We're glad to be back with you. We've got a lot of content on all our social media platforms on NCAA.com. And of course, the March Madness handle. The season will be here before you know it. We'll have media days in October, and a number of them are expected to be in person. So I will be there across the country delivering the content for you, the college basketball fan. Appreciate all of your engagement. Thanks for listening. You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.